welcome, welcome, welcome to Take a Seat, a virtual invitation to sit down, unwind, unpack and reflect. We are all about learning new things here. We are all about transformation and evolution. We are all about acknowledging that growth and healing sometimes require a little bit of self-confrontation that perhaps a very small percentage of the time, maybe we are the problem. And through all of this, we are all about recognizing how valid our feelings are and being somewhat reassured by the collectiveness of our shared experiences. This space is a reminder of how magical, mesmerizing, and truly deserving you are, just as you are. So take a seat. It is such an honor to have you here again. You are with me, Dr. Brittany, also known as Brittany Tarsessa. If you don't know me, my pronouns are she and her. I am a doctor currently specializing in mental health. I am a Pisces, Leo Moon, Gemini Rising. I am an infinite healing gal, a born-again boundary setter, a serious standard raiser, and I am still learning to prioritize myself and put me first. I think this journey of putting myself first is one that is really interesting because I know that in putting myself first, I am ultimately doing that so that I can put other people first. (laughs) Recently, that has meant that I have finally, finally invested in a therapist for the second time. I did used to see a psychologist a few years ago, really close to when I first went through one of my relationship breakups, and it was much needed at the time. This time I am more looking for someone like a psychotherapist because I want something that is more long term, someone I can build a relationship with who can kind of get to know me so that when things happen later down the track, they kind of know where I'm coming from. I also really just want an opportunity to identify all of those unconscious things that are impacting on my behavior and my reactions and my feelings. So a psychotherapist is generally really good at those things. The added benefit of therapy itself is that the focus is entirely on me. I really don't have to ask her about her day or turn the focus back to her, or expend my energy supporting her to solve her problems, no matter how much my instinct is to do that. (laughs) Just eldest daughter things. So it has taken me a while to get here. I put my search for a therapist on hold for almost a year, mostly because it was just way too overwhelming. There were so many different options. I only really have pictures, grainy pictures at that, and bios to go off. And I just felt like they're really hard to tell whether or not that person is going to fit me. And I knew that I would have to shop around a little bit too. And the thought of having to go to different people and explain who I was again, again and again, just felt like too much at the time. So I'm finally here. I'm really grateful. I had my first session today and I feel like I felt comfortable and I felt safe. And that's probably two of the most important things you could have in a therapeutic environment. So we're just going to see where we go from here. It's a weekly session. So yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. I was really tired afterwards, but feeling a lot more at peace with how I was feeling. 
I think it's also really important for me to feel like I can share how I'm feeling and my thoughts in a space where I know it's not going to impact on my current relationships and so that I can be more fully present for my friendships and my partnerships and my family without putting on all of these emotions and feelings that are coming up from other things. I think the big push for restarting this endeavour has been that my boyfriend moved in with me about a month ago. He fully uprooted his life, moved cities, grateful, (laughs) but it has been a really interesting experience. It's not like we're having these days and weeks where we spend time together and it's really not intense but all of our intention is generally on each other it's like we're now with each other 24 7 and so of course our attention is not going to be as intense as it was before and I just think there are some feelings coming up about my worthiness and wondering if he still loves me if I'm enough for him and I'm asking him if he's okay every five seconds or if he's mad at me I'm still here being triggered by things from past experiences and the reality is underlying so much of these questions and feelings and thoughts is just so much fear and terror from the past and for the potential bad things for the future it's a lot and you know what to be expected (laughs) and very reasonable and my feelings are so valid in the situation like it makes sense so spending time on myself and investing in myself is so important and that's that's what I see that therapy is for really we're out here just trying to do the best that we can do and sometimes that's all we can do and that is enough so if you are out here trying your best then know your best is absolutely enough you are already putting in the effort and I'm so proud of you Okay, let's get on to our questions. I have two for today. Thank you so much to those who have sent them in. Super grateful. And again, just my disclaimer that my answers are informed from my personal, secondhand and clinical experience. That doesn't mean that they will resonate with you all the time. Just take what does and leave what doesn't. They are also my own views, so they're not affiliated with anybody else or any other organizations I am with. And always remember that we discuss some heavy topics, so please take care when listening. The first question is one of my favorite. I know I said last week that both questions really resonated with me, but this one is just so cool. The question is, how do you release expectations but maintain boundaries slash standards? And how do you differentiate this? This is so important. I talk about this a lot and I totally understand that if I don't explain it, then it may not make a lot of sense. The first thing I will say is that listening to the podcast from Bobo and Flex Mummy changed my life. It was not only imperative to my healing and my single gal era, but really instrumental to helping me understand how I'd been approaching dating and relationships with really high expectations and absolutely below sea level standards. <laughs> and this meant that I was frequently disappointed, often yo-yoing between emotions like excitement and then complete despondency when it came to dating or interacting with anyone I wanted to share any intimacy with. These high expectations led me to fantasize about the potential of a person and the possibilities 
often before I had even met them, which meant I was often blinded to who they presented themselves as and then blindsided when I was hurt. And I didn't even really understand that this is what was happening until I reflected on my past situationships and relationships and really analyzed them and got really honest with myself, which was really hard because it meant that I felt really disappointed in myself. But the reality was I couldn't change anything unless I addressed the one thing that I had control over, which was me. For real though. A man showed up to a date in shorts, took us to McDonald's, and then took a call from his rugby coach for 30 minutes in the middle of a date. And all I could think was, oh, he's down to earth. Oh, he shouted me a meal. Oh, he plays rugby and is invested in his playing career. (laughs) And then I later found out that the car he'd picked me up in was his auntie's. And here's me going, oh, he's close with his family. (laughs) I dated this man for two years. (laughs) I had to reflect on that. And I had to really realize how I had contributed to that situation. (laughs) So if you're like me and you want to avoid similar types of situations again, if you want more worthwhile and fulfilling experiences, which you absolutely deserve, then you, one, need to lower your expectations. Stop romanticizing the person based on their bio, based on their appearance. Let them show you who they are. Stop thinking that they might be your soulmate or that they might be the one at any point in time. You won't find that out till later. Wonder if they are going to be a good friend first. Ways to help you lower your expectations include identifying some of the orange flags from the jump, like... He said he has a Snapchat in his bio. That's kind of ick, but not ick enough for me to say no. (laughs) It's just something that makes me think, hmm, gonna table that for later. And if other things come up, then I might be concerned. (laughs) Let them prove you wrong. Let them earn your time and respect. If you expect anything on a date, Expect to have a good night. Your enjoyment of the night is not actually dependent on this person, whether you spend the whole night with them or you don't. You can go out for ice cream after a date and enjoy yourself, even if the date was dumb. (laughs) So the first step is lower your expectations. Number two, identify and uphold your boundaries. Boundaries are there to protect your peace and comfort. If you are uncomfortable, You can stop talking to someone, you can leave a date, you can block somebody with absolutely no explanations necessary. You don't owe them that. You also never have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't have to send pics, you don't have to add them on Snapchat, you don't have to reply to them immediately, you don't have to have sex with them. No one is owed access to you. It is a privilege, not a right. Other littlish things that are big things (laughs) are things like never getting in a stranger's car, always telling friends where you are at, never inviting someone to your house on the first date, especially if you live alone, both of you practicing safe sex, 
and also knowing that you can say no at any point in time and that should be respected. I also want to mention that boundaries are not rigid. They can be flexible but just ensure that you're not changing them last minute because why would you be doing that? That you've thought about how you're going to adjust them and why and ensuring that whatever way they change still honors you. My boundaries were porous <laughs> for years. Being respected and treated with kindness is absolutely a big thing. And the opposite of that is something that I allowed to slide for years. So when it came time to date, there was no way I was ever going to let that happen. Number three, raise your standards off the floor. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Because I think everyone listening needs to hear that. Raise your standards. Get them off the floor. Bring them above sea level. I already know that the standards you have are not only reasonable, but they could be higher. There seems to be this collective concern that our standards are too high, but that's because that's what we've been conditioned to worry about. There's actually nothing wrong with them. If people can't meet our standards, then it just makes it easier to rule out those who are not for us. Standards are like the rules of further engagement. And the best way I can explain that is through examples. They could be little things or they could be bigger things. For instance, if a man doesn't seem interested in organizing a date, then I was never going to do it. If he's interested, he can show me. Tell me what time and where. None of this, hmm, where should we go? Trying to make me pick up on the organization. Because if he's not doing this now, then how could I ever expect him to do this in the future? A man taking charge and being organized was of value to me. So this is why I had it as a standard. That doesn't mean it has to be a standard for you. One of my other standards was that a man should at minimum offer to pay. I make my own money, I can pay for whatever food I want, but it's the thought that counts. And often if they paid first, I'd pay on the second date. I once had a guy half the order with me, but I had eaten an entree and he had eaten a main. Tell me how an entree and a main are the same price, because they're not. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons I never text him back again. Also because he kind of kept talking about his ex and how he'd worked through the trauma of that experience and I was not going to be a therapist for somebody else so I already knew and he was also late to the date with very little communication about it so that already told me some things. I still went on the date though because I was in a new city by myself and I wasn't doing anything so why not? My primary aim was for fun and I had fun but I wasn't going to take us back. <laughs> so when it comes to your standards, think of what you value, what do you want in a person, what do you need in a person, and those can kind of make the basis for your standards. And my biggest recommendation is to write all those things down so you don't forget. Make sure it's very clear in your mind, what are your requirements, what are you not going to let slide, because your time and energy is finite. It is a precious commodity. Do not waste it on those who do not deserve it. 
transitioning from high expectations and below sea level standards was a challenge. It required practice, frequent self-reflection, and an endless amount of grace and patience for myself. I stopped dreaming of who this person could be, and I started seeing them for who they were. If people are not up to scratch, then let them go. But also when it comes to dating, consider what type of person you're looking for. Are you looking for someone just to have sex with? Are you looking for a casual thing? Are you open to a relationship? Because that's also going to dictate what your standards are. Someone might not really meet relationship level, but they might be okay to have sex with. Just make sure all of these things are clear for you so you can move with intentionality and have worthwhile and fulfilling interactions with people. The second question is, did you ever use dating apps and how did you meet the guy you were with? (laughs) In my single phase, I absolutely used dating apps. It's very much one of the common ways to meet people now. When I was early on in my healing journey, I did find that I was using them as a way to validate myself, to make me feel wanted and make me feel better about myself. And I spent a lot of time on them and it was really draining of my energy. If I was going to be really honest, sometimes I think about how I behaved on dating apps and I feel really embarrassed whether it was the scrolling for hours or whether or not it was the following up with a second message when I hadn't heard from them or sending a long message trying to be really clear about my intentions when I was just looking for sex and then I thought if I just say it then they'll reply (laughs) when really I was kind of just trying to over explain myself and I was just coming from a place of hurt still and needing that validation especially from men so that was my early on experience I did need to take time to heal more And I did need to spend time off dating apps, being a lot more intentional about my time and energy. And that's where the boundaries and the standards and the expectations came into play a lot more because it just helped me be more intentional with my time and energy. And over time, dating apps became more something fun to use every now and then. Maybe I'd swipe a few times if there was anyone interesting. Maybe I would chat a little, but I really wasn't dependent on it. And the reality is I spent a lot of time cultivating a life that I really enjoyed, pursuing things that made me feel happy or excited and feeling a lot more peace and contentment. So when it came to dating apps, I was a lot less reliant on them because I wasn't going out of my way to make something happen. It was more, if something comes along that aligns with me, then that's great. But I wasn't going to force it the way I had been trying to when I was earlier on in my healing single gal phase. So I would say yes, use dating apps, absolutely. Just be really clear about what you want for yourself. And don't use it as a be-all and end-all. Focus on your life more 
and having something fun to do every now and then or something you check on for a couple of minutes a day. Don't allow it to control your life. The other thing I will say that my friend Tiana said is that if women wanted to have sex, they could. The reality is if you are looking for sex, there is actually no limits to the amount of people who want to engage with you. It's actually our own boundaries and standards that prevent that from happening. (laughs) So make sure that anyone you engage with is actually worth your time and your energy. And again, that's why one of my standards was having someone excited about me, was having someone eager to organize a date and to meet me. Because why would I ever engage with someone even if it was online initially, who wasn't that interested? I guess that kind of leads into the second part of your question, where you asked how I met the guy that I'm with. The short answer would be to say I met my mans at a boxing event where he was emceeing and I was doctoring. The longer and more informative answer would be to say I spent a long time, and I still am, on healing myself on reflecting, on self-confrontation, on working out who I was, which is still a work in progress, on exploring what I enjoyed, on making myself more of a priority. And although I didn't always get that right, over time I started to get it more often than not and I felt more peace and contentment in my life than ever before. I definitely still had periods of loneliness, but they were manageable and they didn't generally drive me to look for something in another person. So the long answer is that I practiced having low expectations, I upheld my boundaries, I maintained my standards, and on the road to cultivating a more peaceful, fulfilling and wonderful life for myself a man came along and met me there. So focus on building a life that you love and enjoy. And that may not be every single moment, but that's normal. Pursue what makes you happy. Explore things that excite you and and follow your passions. The people who are for you will meet you along the way. And the reality is you will never miss somebody or something that is for you. So that is all of our questions for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have learned something, taken away something, maybe reflecting on something, or maybe you're on the precipice of transformation. Either way, I'm so grateful that you were here. I'm so grateful that you listened in, and I'm so glad that we can be learning together. Please like, follow, or subscribe for updates, and please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Remember to send your stories or questions to takeaseat.thepodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. Can't wait to see you next time for more. Have an amazing week ahead and stay thriving.